Welcome everyone to another episode of A Sister and Her Mister. Today we're going to do a Q&A. Doctor said you got PCOS, now go on girl, just lose some weight. Till I took the symptoms into my own hands and reversed them naturally. So I became a dietitian and helped my sisters feel the best they've ever felt. If you wanna put them wrong and take control of yourself, join a sister and a mister. This one feels a little bit different because we've decided to basically go live on TikTok and Instagram, basically like behind the scenes as we record these podcasts. So what we're doing is right right now in the corner of our desks, in the left corner is Instagram, in the right corner is TikTok. But we're not acknowledging you guys. We're the cool people right now. And we're just acting like we're just, you know, you're a fly on the wall as we record this podcast. Like we're just being real. We're just at our desk recording. We're just, the angles are all right. Yeah, you know, the everything. chins are, maybe the double chins might be showing right now from, from my angle right now. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways. But yeah, today we're going to do a Q&A and basically answer the topmost questions that we were getting on Instagram. We did a whole Q&A um, answer um, feature on, on stories to basically get all the, all the questions you want us to answer. And we'll go through all of them on this episode. Yes, we've been super busy lately. We have a lot of new stuff going on with our house, trying to decide, you know, how we're going to start the construction, what we're going to do so that we can move in in a timely fashion. Um, so that Dude, has been consuming our To energy. be honest, I can't even think about the house because I feel like it's all about the app. I've somehow become a, a developer. I don't know. <laughs> I've become a developer and some sort of like a, a project manager of, yeah. of, of apps because all like my entire focus and Tyne's entire focus for the last month has been to make sure the app is running smoothly with the latest biggest release we did with the recipe section like we completely revamped the recipe section in the sisterhood and because it was like our developers warned us this is the biggest update you're doing so it's gonna break a few things yeah. and we're like okay <laughs> and unfortunately it broke a couple of things nothing too major like good thing was nobody got kicked out or nobody lost access but you know a couple of things happened where the app would crash but we fixed them in the first like three days but it was right around christmas time so it just felt like like it was around a the clock a lot of stress to make sure it was really good before the new year yeah it's a, it's been a really stressful holiday season yeah i feel like we're just juggling a lot of big things big yeah. changes um and not only is sirak now an app developer for crying out loud and a project manager and content yeah. creator he is now head of demolition for our house oh yeah that's what i decided to do now <laughs> i'm gonna we're gonna try to save some money by doing the demo ourselves so ourselves I mean, yourself, I will be recording. <laughs> I am not demolishing anything. Mark my words. Okay. Yeah. Cool. But with that being said, let's, let's get into today's episode. Before we start with our Q&A, we're going to read some Tuesday motivation wins. These are sisters who are reversing their PCOS, losing, ba and ba losing weight, and basically showing PCOS who the boss, who the boss is. 
All right, let's get into it. Our first sister from the sisterhood is Casey. She says, just wanted to post a victory. After one month of gluten and dairy free, I've been 95%. With exceptions of random bits of cheese and food while I'm out that I didn't account for. Minimal weightlifting and walking about 30 to 60 minutes, three to four times a week. I am down six pounds. Amazing. I haven't been able to lose any weight for the longest time, and I can't wait to see the scale drop to the hundreds again. My plan is to walk more and lift more. I just haven't gotten into the routine just yet. Hang in there. I love seeing that number drop. I don't visually see much difference, but I know I have more energy and can have some discipline around my eating and I don't feel hopeless. Amazing. Great job, Casey. And congrats. Taking those huge steps, you know, walking 30 to 60 minutes, three to four times a week. All those walking like days add up to improve your insulin resistance, to lower your cortisol, to improve energy, reduce cravings. It, It all adds up and just so happy to see those results. You know, 30 minutes of walking is like 5,000 steps. So 60 minutes is almost 10,000. So you're doing a lot. Yeah. Great job. Well, our next win is from Shay in the sisterhood. She says, I've been working hard and focusing on my goal of decreasing my weight. Today, I'm 20 pounds down since March of this year. What has really helped me? Walking daily. Well, I should say March of um, 2023 um, since we're reading this a little bit later. But um, she says, this is uh, what has really helped me. Walking daily. Since I received my Hoka walking shoes from the walking challenge, my walks have been so much better. Oh my God, I love this. I love it. This is so funny. Not funny, but this is, um, we did a walking challenge uh, in 2023. I think, was it like May or sometime? It was yeah. in summer. Yeah. And the winner, uh, we had, we chose two winners, got um, a Hoka shoes. Hoka shoes, like, you know, the walking shoes. So we sent them gift cards and things like that. And that was like not affiliated or anything like that. We basically do giveaways like that every single month in the, in the membership. But Going on, she says, I also added slow-weighted exercises daily. Uh, I am now gluten and dairy-free. I take Ovacetol and the supplements daily. And uh, being intentional by planning my schedule each day and my meals. It's amazing. Uh, She also says, as a result, my energy has increased immensely. And I've been more present for my husband and two kids. I, I lost weight with similar changes in 2014. But after my mother died that year, I slowly regained my weight. And I just lost myself. Now I'm feeling more and more like me again. Thank you again, Talian, for this community and ongoing encouragement. Well, thank you so much for sharing that, Shay, and thank thank you for sharing that about your past. We're so sorry to hear about your mother, of course, but we're also happy to see you um, feeling more and more like yourself again. So we're always happy for you. So happy to hear this. Nothing like starting your week off with some positive vibes from sisters who are killing it with PCOS. So today's episode, we're going to do a Q&A. And we yeah. did a question sticker in on Instagram stories where a bunch of sisters, like 26,000 sisters, <laughs> sent in their questions. So we're going to answer them here live on this podcast. And there's a live going on so people can also hear us. That's true. But I'm not acknowledging it. It's not, not happening. Like, we're not acknowledging live time. We're not acknowledging that there's a live happening here. We're going to continue doing this, by the way, okay. every week. So hopefully, yeah, every time we record now, we're just going to put it in the corner and just kind of go with the flow. So, but I think in a couple of weeks, you'll just forget them. You know, in a couple of weeks, you'll just be like sitting all like, you know, picking your nose, not even worrying oh, about God. there's a camera. You know, we'll, 200 people watching. We'll get to that point. Okay, let's go. So our uh, let's start our Q&A. Starting with our first question. The first question is from Melissa uh, Gutierrez. Which protein powder do you recommend? Ooh, That's a great question. Um, I like pea protein. 
or I like collagen protein, but it's never enough. Like it doesn't really add up to 30 grams when I add it to my smoothie. So usually it's a it's between a pure pea protein or garden of life, unsweetened, unflavored protein. Yes, garden of life is definitely our favorite. Also hemp protein from Amazon. I think it's called a 365 hemp protein is also really good and very affordable as well. The only thing about it is, well, it, two things. One is it's very pure. It's only hemp in the ingredients. There's nothing else, which is really good. The only thing about it is the flavor and like the chalky flavors. So when you have protein powder, that's really healthy, meaning there's no like additives, there's no fillers, uh, added sugars or, you know, artificial sweeteners. A lot of those really high quality um, protein powders, just like the one time mentioned, tend to not taste that good. But that's just like the the caveat or like the kind of, um, what's it called, pros and cons, you know, when you go healthier, sometimes it doesn't taste that good. Um, no, yeah, I recently bought a protein powder on Amazon that was pea protein, and it was much less chalky mm. than the Garden of Life one that I've been used to, and Garden of Should Life was super chalky. Yeah, look it up while I answer another question. Okay. Okay. So the next question is, let's see, does intermittent fasting work? Um, here's the thing. Not everyone with PCOS thrives on fasting. I feel like fasting is something that is really popular, really good for some people, especially for men. And I think like a 12 hour fast is really good for women because that gives a good period of time where your blood sugar is not going up, down and all around from eating. Your insulin isn't being shot up uh, because you're not eating something. So usually a 12 hour window is a really good fast. But once you do like 13, 14, 15 hours, you're skipping breakfast, like this is not necessarily good for your stress hormones or your PCOS symptoms. So yes, not always a fan. Yeah. And a, a lot of people will talk about studies when it comes to fasting. But the, the actual the truth is majority of the studies done, it's more than 90% of those studies done, they are done on uh, men. So that means and, and not on women who are in their reproductive age. So we don't know how excessive fasting can actually affect a woman's hormones and their reproductive uh, their reproductive system and their menstrual cycle. In fact, a lot of people have found that extreme fasting can actually affect a woman's hormones negatively. Therefore, not always recommended to go beyond those 12 or 14 hours um, for women. So that's where we are with fasting. Yeah. Okay. I found the pea protein. Oh. It's premium pea protein isolate, unflavored from NorCal Organic. Nor it was Cal recommended Organic. to me and it was very good. Nice. And this is one is on a uh, Amazon as well. So you can yes. just search it up on Amazon. And it's not like chunky and chalky and disgusting like the one that I always have, which is fine. I got <laughs> used to it. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, uh, let's go ahead. Uh, next question from Awesome. Is metformin really effective for PCOS? So this is a great question. Um, so when it comes to metformin, of course, metformin has been designed to help people with insulin resistance. So for a lot of PCOS women, it can help them. However, there are side effects it comes with. Like, for example, bloating. Some people have digestion issues. And the thing is, when it comes to metformin, although it can help with insulin resistance and help improve insulin sensitivity, does it actually get down to the root cause? In many cases, when we look, when we compare, um, for example, metformin, to inositol, a natural supplement, the research studies actually show that inositol can be more can be just as effective with none of the side effects that metformin experiences. I think they said that metformin had five times the amount of side effects compared to inositol. And I don't, I don't want to say that there is no 
side effects associated with inositol, but it was very minimal. Now, what inositol also does, is it helps to get down to the root cause. What it does is it helps restore the 40 to 1 balance of myo and dechiro inositol, which can be one of the causes of insulin resistance. So when you restore that balance, you're helping to basically get down to the root cause of what was causing that insulin resistance in the first place. Good for you. Good babe. for me. I mean, you said it like you said. Yeah. I'm not going to add anything on but that. But <laughs> just to kind of like finish that up too, it doesn't mean that like you can't take metformin or anyone taking metformin isn't, you know, uh, helping their insulin resistance. It can help. It just, we want you to be aware of the options out there. For example, if you took metformin but didn't like it and didn't see results but you're frustrated, just know that there are other options out there as well. Yes. And there are also other ways to manage your insulin resistance, like metformin, inositol, like these are one way. And sometimes you need that because there's this genetic component to PCOS where insulin resistance is kind of this genetic thing that influences your eating habits and, you know, your symptoms of PCOS. So supplements, maybe metformin can be helpful. That's great, but there are other things you can do. And I see this question from Y Satithi. She says, can you please tell me how to get rid of that black patch under my arms? So the thing um, with having insulin resistance is that you can get these darker patches on your skin that are like velvety patches, or you can have skin tags. This is a symptom of PCOS. Um, something that can really help is taking an inositol supplement. You can take a berberine supplement. And other lifestyle changes like lifting weights can really help with improving insulin sensitivity. And then, of course, eating a high-protein breakfast, like 30 grams of protein, and reducing your sugar intake, which will be possible when you take a supplement that helps with your insulin resistance. Otherwise, it's really hard to resist sugar if you have really bad insulin resistance. Yeah. Um, so these are a few things that can really help. Yes, for sure. What if you had an app for PCOS that could tell you what to eat, when to work out, and how to track your goals every day? Introducing the Sisterhood app. Not only does the Sisterhood app give you access to the largest community of women with PCOS, but it also provides you with a daily PCOS plan. Your daily PCOS plan tells you exactly what to eat for each meal of the day. It's like having me as a dietitian in your pocket. It also sends you a notification when it's time to work out, and it provides step-by-step -step videos to help you reverse your biggest PCOS symptoms. You also get access to 100-plus gluten and dairy-free recipes, the 5 Steps to PCOS Weight Loss Masterclass, and a full PCOS-friendly workout library to choose from. But let's not forget the most crucial component of PCOS weight loss, the support. You're not alone. In the sisterhood, you become part of the largest community of PCOS women where you can chat with us in our private Facebook group. Sirak, myself, and your fellow sisters are in there every day to answer your questions and support you along the way. So what are you waiting for? You can head over to the App Store and search Sisterhood or click the link in the description to get started today. See you in there. Uh, let's uh, change up the topic a little bit to workouts and then we'll definitely get back to the topics about medications or doctors as well. But um, is strength training similar to slow weighted workouts? Great question. So uh, slow weighted workouts are essentially low intensity strength training. With slow weighted workouts, we're really focusing on keeping the heart rate at a normal pace and the breathing um, also uh, at a normal pace. This helps to keep cortisol levels low or at least not sp uh, spiked um, excessively so that you're not affecting, again, your strength stress hormones and making your PCOS symptoms worse. A lot of times when people do really intense 
forms of strength training, for example, HIIT workouts, what ends up happening is they um, make their cortisol uh, cortisol levels excessively high for long periods of time, and then it's not able to come back down in time, so then they feel very fatigued the next day or are not able to fall asleep or see the results that they deserve. So in many cases, we just we like to recommend for a lot of women with PCOS to do lower-intensity workouts like slow-weighted workouts and see how that improves their symptoms. Yes. Jen Cates says, do you have any hot chocolate recommendations that are gluten and dairy free? This is a bit of a random question. I really want to answer it because I do have a recommendation and we just passed the holidays. But Siete, that brand that you see at Whole Foods that has like really delicious gluten and dairy free chips, um, they have a hot chocolate powder, Mexican hot chocolate powder that has like a little bit of cayenne in it or paprika or red pepper or whatever they use to make it a little spicy, just a little kick. Siete is one that I recommend. Yeah, it's a really good brand. It's <laughs> they also, sent us free samples. Yeah, it's also like a family-owned brand too, which I really like. Mm-hmm. So yeah. All right. Um, uh, next question. Let's talk about apple cider vinegar because we that's a very common topic that comes up, especially in the PCOS community. So apple cider vinegar, we talked a lot about, or Tyne has talked a lot of, about it in reels and other videos, but essentially it can be really helpful with boosting insulin resistance and helping with insulin sensitivity. So for example, if you take it before a meal, it helps so that your blood sugar doesn't go through like a roller coaster where it, does, it doesn't spike very high and then come back down really fast, making you feel cravings right away. Yeah. You can take a couple tablespoons before your meal and that will help with your carb um, absorption. So let's say you have rice in your meal. It'll help you slowly absorb that carb into your bloodstream because it breaks down into sugar. So it won't immediately create this blood sugar spike. And so that's what it helps with. Of course, it's not that doesn't mean just like eat whatever. It doesn't matter. You had apple cider vinegar, but it helps. It helps in a way. And then another way that can help with like blood sugar regulation is eating your protein and your fiber first Mm. and leaving the carbs last. Um, That way you're kind of full already and then you have some carbs, you have as much as you feel is necessary, as much as you feel good having. And then that way your blood sugar is also more stable because you're digesting the fiber and the protein and that's slowing down that carb from breaking down and going into your bloodstream. So you want to slow that process down. Like, let me try to explain this too, because we hear this a lot. Like, why do we want to slowly absorb it into our bloodstream? Because that way your blood sugar won't go up so quickly or so high. And that way your body won't release insulin hormone as much. And that way your cells aren't being bombarded by all this insulin and that is what makes your cells insulin resistant after some time. Um, so what you don't want to do is constantly be eating carbs, sugar, having a blood sugar roller coaster, not eating, having a big meal afterwards. Uh, these are the types of things that make a lot of insulin, uh, make your pancreas cre- produce a lot of insulin and then that bombards your cells and makes them lock up and become resistant to insulin. Well, very well explained. Very well. So much be better done. than I explained it. <laughs> I sometimes I don't like drive that point home, I feel like. Yeah. I mean, we do this. Po- the thing is, like, we do these podcasts every week. We do a lot of Q&As. It's hard to, like, remember to always go in detail every yeah. single time. Because if to us, it feels like we're repeating ourselves sometimes to the same person. Right. But we forget that, like, someone else is asking the same question. They haven't heard the response before. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, sometimes we forget to go super into details. Yatzel Alvarez. She says, I got the Sisterhood app. Where do I start? Great question. All right. Once you download our app, the Sisterhood, 
The first place, I think the first place you should start is by watching the learn tab. Go to the learn tab and watch the five steps to PCOS weight loss to see what, where you want to start. Understand your PCOS type, understand like why to try gluten and dairy free. And then when you feel empowered and ready to begin, we have your PCOS plan, the recipes laid out for you, the workouts laid out, laid out for you, and you can get started. I mean, you can get started immediately, but you know, you can get started and actually know like the science behind what you're doing. Where would you start? I would probably start in in the my PCOS plan. Like cuz so when you so when you first open the app, the first tab is the my PCOS plan. It will show you like what to work out for today and what to eat for today. And when you go to your meals, you're able to go and basically set up your carb tolerance. So you can kind of get started with like learning your carb tolerance, setting that up and then basically eating accordingly so you can find out, you know, what amount of carbs are right for you daily because that can have a huge impact on your insulin resistance and, and, and weight loss goals. So that'd yeah. be a great place to start. But I think also the um, learn section because the learn section is like almost like a whole master class mm-hmm. of like five steps to PCOS weight loss where we basically um, give you all the information about, you know, medications, uh, different supplements, PCOS types, um, different diets, uh, how to find your carbs, how to work out. There's so much information there that's also laid out to you in a very easy to um, learn kind of way in the videos. So I would also mention that because before you do anything, you should probably learn some of the aspects, right? Yeah, exactly. Understand like what the point is of some of the things. We have a question about omega-3. When should we take omega-3 fish oil? Question is from Romelia. So for anyone who's wondering what omega-3 has to do with PCOS, there's a lot of research studies that show omega-3 can help improve metabolism, insulin resistance, uh, it can improve energy levels, cystic acne, and much more. And a lot of these studies are actually done specifically on PCOS women. So it's really good to see, you know, direct studies of women and a woman with PCOS and certain like supplements like omega-3. So it's one of those really great um, supplements to consider in your daily routine. In terms of when to take it, we recommend to take it with a meal, preferably with a meal that has some fatty content to it. For example, like eggs, right? Or um, avocado, okay. things like that. Because the fat content will help to absorb the omega-3 better. But it's not a must. You can still take it with a normal meal or even with an empty stomach at times. Studies show that taking 3 grams of omega-3 for 12 weeks can improve your metabolic rate by 5.3%. That's insane. 5.3% is a huge thing. Just by taking a supplement. Yeah. All right, I saw a question. Well, that's why we made a part of our OVFF bundles because we knew it was like... metabolism. uh, Metabolism plus bundle because if we don't include omega-3, it's like, then what are we doing? Right. What are we thinking over here? What are we doing? All right, I saw another question about from Shiloh. She says, skincare and makeup routine tips. I love this question because I'm always changing mine. Um, right now, I'm using skincare from Zoe Skincare. Is that what it's called? Yeah. You're asking me? You're asking me what your skin hair stuff is called? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Zoe Skincare. But La Roche-Posay has sent us some I know. amazing samples. Yeah. <laughs> C-Dex using it right now. Oh, yeah. But like, it's not, I have no idea I don't about know. the ingredients. Yeah. It, it says fragrance-free, but I, when I look at the ingredients, it's really long and I'm seeing some things on there that I don't know. But hey, I have no idea. I I, I don't want to like critique I before I've done my full research. Well, I can't say it's like bad just because it has a lot of ingredients. Um, especially if you're like acne prone, you need like glycolic acid, salicylic acid, vitamin C, vitamin B, like, and that's what they sent us. And they're all fragrance free and like as simple as it could be with no nonsense in it, just like skincare. So 
I think it's good. Um, and by the way, no affiliation at all. Yeah. They just uh, DM'd us they on Instagram it. and they were like, hey, we'd like to send you some free stuff. And they sent it. And, you know, we get sent a lot of stuff and we basically al- almost never mention it because mm-hmm. a lot of the things that we get sent, we try it out and... If it's not right, then we don't want to, like, talk about it. Hence, like, a lot of people have told us, like, oh, like, you never really do, like, advertisements about, like, other products yeah. or other brands or things like that. And we're like, yeah, because we don't want to, like, throw, like, ads at you or, like, brands at you or things like that. Because we really feel that we have to, one, first trust another brand and mm-hmm. trust their products. Really test it out for months before we can even suggest it to you. Hence, like, Ovastol, right? Like, Talian took that for a long time and saw so much benefits hence why it's one of our favorite supplements for um women with pcs so yeah another example of like we always do our due diligence before even like recommending brands yeah exactly but i do like share the stuff that i love i don't want to just like willy-nilly be like oh this is good try it and like make you waste your money like if i love something you will know yeah. for example i saw a question about how to get your hair to grow back so i'll get into like all the PCOS friendly ways to get your hair to grow back. But one thing that I've been using, one product, is Vegamore hair growth oil, the serum. And it's like not super oily. I think it's water-based. And I've noticed my hair got thicker with it. My mom's hair got thicker with it. I've recommended it to all my friends. You use like two dropperfuls in the morning and two at night. And it makes a really big difference, in my opinion, after like three months. But other than that, the reason why our hair is falling out with PCOS is because of having high testosterone. And that is what kind of makes that hair fall. Oh, <laughs> we dropped you it. You have to ignore the camera. You should, okay. just, you should just let it fall. How did that happen? And they just see a black screen. Okay, no. What was I saying? Um, talking about the hair drops and... Okay, okay. Testosterone converts into DHT, which is like the potent form of testosterone and it gathers around the hair follicle and then it makes that hair follicle shrivel up and then the hair to fall out and then it's hard to get your hair to grow back because not only did the hair fall out, but the follicle has shriveled up and so it's testosterone's fault and what you want to do is make sure that you are trying to control that trying to reduce your testosterone by managing your blood sugar because that's what triggers high testosterone or by managing your stress hormones and all of our tips apply and so that's what's going to really help reduce testosterone stop your hair from falling out plus you use some oils and treatments you'll be good yes exactly by the way we are um working on some sort of a hair oil or something that uh, you can put topically on your on your hair to help with hair hair regrowth so not anytime soon, but we're working on it. Hopefully, it will come out sometime this year and we can make it really um, something that's really, really uh, effective for, for sisters. So, uh, But continuing on with uh, our questions. How to reduce CRP levels, Pooja is asking. C-reactive protein, CRP levels, is a reflection of inflammation. Now, when I got mine tested, they were really high. They were like 10 times, that level was like 10 times what it should be. And then someone told me like, oh, you know, maybe you're just like sick and your body has inflammation. And I was like, no, I'm not sick. I have PCOS. <laughs> and um, someone also told me to just like, oh, maybe that's just how your body is. And I'm like, really? Should I just sit here and like have all these inflammatory symptoms then? Cystic acne, hair loss, weight gain, moodiness. Like what are we? No, no, we're not. We're not going to suffer. Yeah. <laughs> so Inflammation can be triggered by several different things. It could be triggered by lifestyle factors that are inflammatory. 
It could be um, triggered by like, for example, alcohol, smoking, like things like that are definitely inflammatory. Foods are the most inflammatory. So let's say it's sugar or it's gluten and dairy, which so many people can be sensitive to gluten yeah. and dairy and not know it. I mean, if you feel bloated right after eating like gluten, gluten or dairy, or dairy yeah. like like or if that's you have cystic sign, acne, yeah. Yeah. like you really have to think about it because studies show that like dairy can increase androgen levels. And for PCOS women who already have high androgens, which causes that acne and facial hair and stuff, the last thing we need is like a cocktail of hormones in dairy. Yeah. So it's something to think about. And that's what really triggers that inflammation in our bodies, um, in environmental genetic factors and so on. But there's so much we can do about it, like changing our diet, trying gluten and dairy free for 30 days to see how we feel, um, drinking anti-inflammatory tea that helps you detox as well, like spearmint tea can help and yeah. green tea. And there are supplements like, oh, what's that big one that I've been taking? Ever since I saw I had high mercury, I've been taking uh, GL glutamate. Glutathione. Glutathione, yeah. That's anti-inflammatory. Also, the curcumin, omega-3, CoQ10, super anti-inflammatory. Yeah, curcumin is one of those big ones because depending depending on the source you get to, curcumin can be a really good good one for anti-inflammation. Yes. That's why we included it in Metabolism Plus because you have to target that inflammation. Am I talking too much? No, no, no. I was actually thinking about (laughs) inflammation too. I was like thinking... You know, like inflammation can also happen from overworking out too. It's oh, not just yeah. from eating because I actually have experienced a lot of inflammation the last year from overworking out. And like my, I, I go to like a sports masseuse once a month to help with the pains and stuff. And like, she'll be like, look at my elbow and she'd be like, wow, you have tennis elbow. There's a lot of inflammation like around your elbow joints. And it's just from like overworking out from just from like years and years of doing like chest presses and like going heavy, you know, bodybuilding and things like that, you know. So there's definitely um, inflammation that can be produced by just overworking out. too. So you want to be aware of that as well. Continuing on, there's a question from Christine regarding inositol and berberine. She asks, how do you properly use inositol and berberine? So, well, one thing I will say is um, if you're thinking about combining them, just I would maybe try one before the other and see if that's enough because using both may be one too much and it, it may be effective, but you may be like spending more than you need to um, before you have to try both. So that's why maybe try berberine or inositol first and then try to add the other. Now, in terms of how to properly take it, for inositol, the latest research studies on PCOS women show that the most effective um, version is uh, the 40 to 1 ratio of myo and dechiro inositol. That one is uh, in this studies, they take it uh, they take 2,000 milligrams in the morning with breakfast and then 2,000 milligrams uh, in the evening. Now, berberine, on the other hand, there's a couple of different variations of how people take it. Now, a single dosage is typically 500 milligrams. And um, some supplements, what they will do is they will provide um, a daily dosage of 500 milligrams. But usually the better ones who know the latest research studies and what PCOS women took in those studies, they in those cases, they take um, they take it three times a day coming out to 1500 milligrams but those are studies it doesn't mean you have to take 1500 maybe 500 milligrams is good for you or a thousand somewhere there this is not obviously medical advice or we're not telling you what to take and what dosage you have to kind of find that out with your doctor and on your own but these are generally what's been shown in the studies and what we've um, read when we do our research I've also read that berberine helps reduce cholesterol and improve triglycerides. Yeah, and gut health. And gut health. So if you see on your lab work that you have insulin resistance and cholesterol and triglyceride issues, 
then maybe berberine is the better choice for you. I mean, it really just depends on you. Yeah. And some people don't respond well to inositol and they respond to berberine. And some people are very insulin resistant and they need both. Yes. So both are great. Yeah. All right, let's do a rapid round question. We'll do we'll answer like 20, 10 questions in the next ten in the next minute. Five. Okay. What about That's birth control? For birth control, I highly recommend listening to our one of our latest podcasts. It essentially talks about how to get off birth control if that's what you're deciding to do. I highly recommend it. It'll do more justice than what we can say in this in this short okay. Q&A. Um, sincerely, Asiox says, "Can PCOS cause dizziness? Yeah, if you have low blood sugar, insulin resistance, your blood sugar roller coaster. Yes, you can have dizziness." especially in the mornings. Yeah. Recently diagnosed, now what, asks uh, Jory. So uh, we, we always want to remind everyone when you're, if you're newly diagnosed that there is a community around you, whether that's on Instagram, on Facebook, in the sisterhood, there's always a community to help you and answer your questions and make you feel like you're not alone. So we always encourage you, maybe you want to hop on our Instagram and look at the comments and engage with people. It's always a great way to um, talk with others. But also, we do recommend to go ahead and take the PCOS type quiz that we have either in the description or uh, on our website, completely free. It's a very short one to two minute quiz that helps you see what your PCOS type may be, essentially what are the root causes and help you find some next steps. It's not a diagnosis, but just kind of a, a fun quiz to help you get started. Um, I see a question from Al Suarez. She says, I'm not sure if I have PCOS, but I have all the symptoms. So in order to get diagnosed, you need two out of the three symptoms. One is hyperandrogenism, like facial hair acne. Um, hair loss, fatigue, two, ovarian cysts, and three, irregular periods. So if you have two out of those three, then you can be diagnosed with PCOS. Well, we haven't like said that in a long time because we've said it so many times that we kind of like don't say it anymore. <laughs> we, we feel like everybody knows it, but man, we should keep repeating that. And how dare you look at the camera? I did. That. I had You're to. You're supposed to dismiss the camera. <sighs> okay. Is it okay to work out before breakfast? This one's up to you, but I don't always recommend it, especially for women with PCOS because of insulin resistance. When you work out on an empty stomach, you can fatigue easier, your blood sugar can drop, and essentially your workout ends up actually being counterproductive because instead of your body using um, fat or carbs to um, expend energy, it starts to use itself like your muscles for energy when you're working out. So having a meal before, even like having like a banana with like almond butter or peanut butter on it can make a huge difference because there's carbs, um, healthy fats, and a little bit of protein to help fuel your body. So that doesn't mean people who fast and work out don't see results. It's really, really about experimentation. But generally, I would say eat a little snack before. Suk Denid says, where should I get Ovastol from? And will it help with weight loss? You can find Ovastol in the link in the description of this podcast or uh, the link in our bio on Instagram. You can also find Metabolism Plus there. And these supplements can absolutely help with weight loss, especially Ovastol will help with insulin resistance, which, which causes belly fat. And so that's one way that Ovastol can help with weight loss. And then Metabolism Plus, of course, is improving your metabolic hormones. So you can naturally lose weight without having to cut calories and do all these crazy things. Last two questions here. Is hirsutism reversible and does it go away with weight loss? So hirsutism is essentially when you have elevated male hormones like testosterone. So if you if you lower back down those uh, those testosterone levels, you're able to basically reverse hirsutism, right? As long as you maintain those testosterone levels at that level. So that's essentially what we mean by reversible. It doesn't mean that you're once in cured once it goes down though. Um, does it go away with weight loss? So that's kind of like a um, tough question to answer. The reason why is hirsutism can be caused by insulin resistance, which can also cause 
uh, weight gain with PCOS, right? So if you're able to manage your insulin resistance, you will be able to lower your hirsutism, but also um, be able to lose weight as well. So there's a bit of like a, it's not like directly like, oh, weight loss lowers hirsutism. That's not the case. It's insulin resistance when you manage it that lowers hirsutism. And at the same time, you can lose weight easier because you're more insulin sensitive. How hard is it for you to say hirsutism? I, okay. Is your third, like mouth struggling? It's my third language English is. I want you to know everyone, okay? Third language. I first learned Armenian, then Turkish, and then I was brought to this country. <laughs> Against my will. Against my will. I really I, was, by the way. I know. And I was forced to learn English. Oh, Siak, you're fine. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that covers... I, these Q&As are really fun. I know. Because if we just get to be ourselves, not that we can't be ourselves with other ones, just yeah. like we go into like off-topic subjects because yeah. it's just, you know, we're just going off what people are asking. I know. I know. I enjoy it. Well, sisters, this was so much fun. Mm -hmm. We'll see you. We'll talk to you in our next podcast episode or see you on Instagram. Yes. And uh, if you are a Sisterhood member, honestly, we always appreciate um, if uh, anyone wants to leave a review on the app. Just we're we're working so, so hard on it, like literally working 12 to 14 hours a day. Last night, I slept at 3 a.m. and woke up at 8 a.m. today working on like stuff for the app out of the passion, of course, not because like like. I'm forced, but like out of the passion, but just knowing how you feel about it. And if you were to leave a review on the app, would just let us, would just validate the work that we're doing and let us know that we're going in the right direction. Of course, if you have any feedback too, please like DM us and message us and let us know like how we can make it better. Cause the whole point of the app is to help you and you know, it's not for us, right? I mean, it is for us to <laughs> for for me. and to use it, but <laughs> you're eating all the recipes. That's so. true, but you know, it's for you and for you only. So your feedback is so so crucial. But anyway, thank you everybody for this episode, and can't wait for the next one. Talk to you soon. Take care. Bye. Do you know what the most researched supplement for PCOS is? Yes, inositol. But do you know that not all inositols are the same? Hush your mouth. The latest research on PCOS women uses inositol with a ratio of 40 to 1 myo and d chiro inositol with a daily dosage of 4,000 milligrams. Well, I declare. But here's the problem. A lot of inositols out there do not use the 40 to 1 ratio and many do not have a daily dosage of 4,000 milligrams. So that one month supply of inositol you bought may last half the time if you take the clinical dosage. Heavens to Betsy! Well, hold your horses, cowboy. <laughs> That's why I love Ovacetol. It comes in a ratio of 40 to 1, myo and d chiro inositol, and it provides a daily dosage of 4,000 milligrams. It also comes in a three-month supply. And best of all, it's the only NSF-certified 40 to 1 inositol, so you know that it's been third-party tested for purity and accuracy. Well, butter my backside and call me a biscuit. Head over to ovafit.org to order your Ovacetol today with our special 15% off promo. You can also find the link in the show description. Well, I declare. Okay, that's it. Thank God, I'm out of phrases. <laughs> <laughs>